all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Everybody, come on in. It is Monday night. It's the time to command your day and command your week with the power of prayer. I'm going to go ahead and add our Instagram fam just a little earlier than I normally would. Uh, we go live every Monday night at 7 o'clock Mountain Time, 9 o'clock Eastern Time to pray. Prayer is going to be amazing tonight like it always is. I just need you to release this uh, faith confession tonight as we begin prayer. Just type this on the screen. I am expecting. Come on. I am expecting. What do we do? We gather together every single Monday night for one hour. God bless you. Every single Monday night um, to pray for one hour. We call it command your week because it's a principle of prayer that we see from the scripture. When Jesus is in his most defining moment, the Bible says he asked Peter, James, and John, those that were closest to him, to pray with him for one hour. Um, Please understand prayer is a privilege. It is not a right. Prayer is something we get to do. And it's not something that we have to do. And so I want you to always approach prayer from that mentality. Come on. I see it. Several of you. I am expecting. Give me a favor, guys. Share. When you share, people get saved. Yesterday, we saw several people get baptized. Several babies get dedicated. It's been the first time we've been able to do it for one whole year. And to God be the glory, it was amazing to watch that happen. We do something at Harvest called spontaneous baptism. So that means on the spot. People that wanted to get baptized were able to get back. Oh, I meant it up. People that wanted to get baptized were able to get baptized, and that was amazing. All right, do me a favor. Uh, like this video, then tell me where you are watching from. I see Denver. I see Atlanta. I see so many different places. I see Tampa. Wherever you're watching from, like the video. Tell us where you're watching from and share this tonight. When you share, people get saved. And that's what I was mentioning. Over 100, and I think the number is like 116 people so far this year have given their lives to the Lord and to God be the glory for that. What's happening in Atlanta? And uh, so we're excited about that. North Carolina. What's happening in North Carolina? Apostle. Good to see you, sir. Uh, love you and your wife. Um, listen. Hey, McDonough, Georgia. Let me go ahead and give a couple of announcements, guys, before we get into prayer tonight. I want to encourage you to set aside this time every single Monday night for one hour. We come live on a variety of different platforms, Facebook, um, both the Bishop Foreman Harvest Church, YouTube, Bishop Foreman Harvest Church, Periscope, which ends on Wednesday. Wednesday will be our last Periscope broadcast. Periscope is going away, as you know it, and then it's switching over to like Twitter video or something like that. And then, of uh, of course, both of the Instagram pages. And so uh, in all of that, I want to encourage you to set aside that time every Monday night um, so that you can make prayer a priority in your life. Um, When prayer is a priority in your life, you will always have a sense of direction. You always have a sense of clarity. Prayer is not just you talking blah, 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 and just saying in Jesus' name, amen. What prayer literally does is it gives you the ability for God to speak and to, uh, for you to speak and to pray, and God is going to respond to you. Can I get you to type that? He's responding. He's responding. And so two things I often have you to do in prayer. One, 
is I'm going to have you to say a lot. Life and death are in the power of your tongue, Proverbs 18.21 says, which means it, in order to see it, you're going to have to say it. Everything God created in the book of Genesis, I want you to pay attention, he spoke it. God didn't go form a tree, he spoke a tree. There's some stuff in your life. You are so busy trying to figure out how to get it done that you have not prayed about getting it done because there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't be so hard if you got spiritual first. Come on, y'all. There's a lot of stuff that wouldn't be so difficult if you prayed about it first. When we pray, God is going to give you a strategy. And for those of you who feel like you need some strategies for your next, I need you to type strategy on the screen. All right. Um, there, God never went down and formed an apple. He spoke it. There was nothing that God did that he ever did with his hands. He spoke it and his words became as his hands. Did you hear me? His words did the work. Now, uh, that's so important. So God's going to give strategy tonight. And uh, you have to let life and death come out of your tongue. But then secondly, I'm going to have you to type a lot. Why? The Bible says in the book of Matthew, and wherever two or three touch on agreeing anything, it shall be done for them. It shall be done for them. So when we agree together, and that's why I have you to type it. What we're doing is as we activate the power of agreement, we're going to see things done for us. You got it? Because we are agreeing together and there is power in our agreement. There is power in us coming together collectively from across America and around the world and standing with one another, especially for those of you listening to me where you feel like you don't have anybody in your corner. Who am I talking to? If you've ever felt like that, if you feel like you don't have anybody to fight for you or fight with you, wave at me. If you felt like you just been out here by yourself, hear me tonight. Whether I'm your pastor or not, tonight when we gather together and every time we gather together in prayer, you've got backup. I need you to type that. I've got backup. You are not by yourself. You are not just out there on the limb. You have got backup. I am standing with you. Nobody has ever supported you and spoke life into you. Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church speak life into you. You are born to rule to reign, to conquer, and to subdue. You are born to be the curse breaker, the history maker in your bloodline. You are not by yourself, baby. You got backup. And I need you to know we're going to see results. Come on, guys. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time of prayer together. And in Jesus' name, we commit it to you. Prayer, God, is how we adjudicate in the spirit. It means it is our legal way of getting things done in the spirit realm. And everything that happens, it happens first in the spirit. So tonight, as we gather on a variety of different platforms tonight, God, as we gather, we decree and we declare by faith that you hear us. You hear us and you respond. Why do we know that? Because the Bible says that if we confess our sins before you, you are faithful and you are just to forgive us tonight, God. So before we ask you for anything, we confess. Come on, somebody type, I confess. We confess, God, our faults. We confess our sins. We confess our failures. We confess our screw-ups. We confess our mess-ups. And we confess them. And then, Father, we say, cover them. Come on, y'all. We confess them and we say, God, please cover them. Cover them with the blood that was shed 2,000 years ago. That blood of Jesus, it covers us. It makes us new. It makes us fresh. We are no longer what we have done. We may have done everything they said we did, but we are no longer who they maybe said that we are. Why? Because the blood covers us. I need you to say, I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered. Father, we are no longer sinners, but we have the righteousness of God. We no longer identify with our struggles. We are the righteousness of God. We no longer identify with our mess. We are the righteousness of God. We no longer wear the label of shame. Come on. Or wear the label of guilt. 
or wear the label of messed up, screwed up, jacked up, tied up, wrapped up. We don't wear those labels. Whatever label you've been putting on yourself or anyone has ever tried to put on you, can I get you to type that on every platform? Maybe the label was you're dumb or you're stupid or you're fat or you're too black or you're too light or you're too white or you're too black or you're too this or you're too whatever. Whatever label somebody ever put on you, or that you ever put on yourself. I want you to type it on the screen. Why? That's covered under the blood. We do not wear those labels anymore. We wear the label of redeemed. Come on. We wear the label of the sons and the daughters of the most high God. We are covered under the blood. We are not failures. We are covered under the blood. We are not mistakes. We have made them, but we are not them. We are not accidents. We've had them, but we are not them. And we thank you for it now. In the name of Jesus, Father, and because we are forgiven, God, for sin, that's the mistakes we make. Iniquity, that's the generational sin we've practiced, the stuff that we were supposed to break, but instead we perpetuate it. And Father, because we are forgiven for our transgression, that's when we willfully deviate from what you say to be true and what you say to be right. Because that is covered, God, we don't have to wear those labels. Come on, keep typing your labels. I see them on the screen. We do not have to wear that. Instead, we wear the righteousness of God. We're the chain breakers. Come on, what's my search say? We are the chain breakers. In the name of Jesus, we're going to be the first to accomplish it in our bloodline. We're the pioneers in our bloodline. We are the blessed in our bloodline. We are the prosperous in our bloodlines. 3 John 1, 2, you pray above all that you prosper and be in health. Even as our soul prospers, we are the healthy in our bloodline. Come on. You will not go out of here because of diabetes. Come on. You will not go out of here because of physical sicknesses that were avoidable. You are a new creation. And if any man is in Christ, the Bible says... He is a new creation. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. All things are passed away. Old things are passed away. And all things are made new. All things are made new, including us. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody to type amen on the screen? The label I was having you to put is any label you've ever put on yourself or any label people have ever put on you because you do not wear those labels anymore. So don't stop saying I'm just a sinner. No, you're not. The Bible says in Romans chapter four, you are the righteousness of God. Well, I'm just messed up. No, you are not. The Bible says that you literally are his craftsmanship. You are his workmanship. You are not the mess that was thrown on you. You are not the junk that was thrown on you. And that's important. Bishop, why is it important that I know who I am? Because if you don't know who you are, you will not know what you have access to. And I need you to type, I have access. The Bible says, come on, we're about to pray again. The scripture says, remember the Lord and forget not his benefits. My God, you will never access benefits that you do not know that you are entitled to because you do not know who you are. Father, I pray that we would have an awareness of our identity so we would be able to access those benefits. We have access. Psalm 103.2, bless the Lord, oh my soul, praise the Lord, and do not forget his benefits. Do not forget his benefits. Do not forget his benefits. And so, Father, we thank you that your benefits are protection. Your benefits are redemption. Your benefits are the blessing. Your benefits are another chance. Your benefits Oh God, that what looks like the end for us is always a new beginning. Your benefits transcend any of our trash, any of our trauma, and any of the tricks that the enemy has ever tried to play with us or even that we tried to play with ourselves. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, if you're just coming in, do me a favor. We're only 10 minutes in. 
Do me a favor, like this video, tell me where you're watching from, and I need you to share. When you share, people get saved. And at Harvest, we are concerned about salvation. We want to see people come to the Lord. Let me tell you something. I love um, seeing people come to the Lord. It makes me super excited to see people come to the Lord. I love that. Um, we're passionate uh, about reaching everybody, but especially two groups of people. One referred to as the unchurched. These people who never were in church. And then secondly, de church. These people who were in church, and for whatever reason, they fell away. And for many of you, I want to challenge you during this time, especially over this next week. We are in the week of Passover, and I'm about to teach a little bit about that. We're going to cover that in prayer. Passover um, uh, is a Hebrew feast, a biblical feast. It's the beginning of the spring feast. I'm going to teach you a little bit about that tonight. But essentially, this represents the death and the burial of Jesus Christ. And Sunday, we will celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here's what I love about God is that you can go to his tomb, but you will not find him. You will find the bones and the remains of every other leader that ever came throughout history. But you will not find his bones and you will not find his body. I need you to say because he got up. This is what differentiates Christianity from any other belief set and any other belief system. Why? Because you cannot find his bones. You cannot find his body. This is not just positive thinking. This is the God that created positive and created thinking. And so for many of you, if you've been far from the Lord, I want to challenge you tonight to come back to the Lord. I want to challenge you to get back on your square. What does that mean? I want to challenge you to get things back in proper spiritual alignment. Watch me. When this is right, this is easy. When this is jacked up, this is toe up. Many times you want your family to be fixed. You want your marriage to be fixed. You want your relationship with your kids to be fixed. But this is toe up. If the vertical is a mess, the horizontal can't help but to be a mess. The Bible says God is love, which means you're never going to be able to experience real love in any context unless you've experienced it from God. So I want us to take a moment, guys, and sit in the seat of an intercessor. What is it to intercede? It means we pray for those that do not know the Lord. We pray for those that do not know the Lord. And so tonight, I want you to put the initials of people. You say, Bishop, I've done it before. Do it again. They're going to keep praying until they get saved. We're going to keep praying until they're one of the decisions that gets made for the Lord. If you know somebody tonight that does not know the Lord or that was, is far from the Lord, I want you to type their initials on every platform tonight. We're going to cover them in prayer and believe that tonight they're going to come back to the Lord. The Bible says it is his will that all men might be saved. Everybody listen to me. Everybody is included. Nobody is excluded. I'm going to say it a second time for the people in the back. Everybody is included. Nobody is excluded. Father, we cover every set of initials that are on every platform right now. And God, we say and ask that you would draw them unto yourself. Bring them to you in the name of Jesus, God. We rebuke every distraction that would keep them far from you. We rebuke every negative mentality that would keep them far from you. Your word says in John chapter 9 that no man comes to the Lord unless the Spirit draw him. You only hear the prayer of an unbeliever and that's for the prayer of salvation. That's the only prayer you hear from an unbeliever. So tonight, God, we pray that you would draw, that you would draw. You see these initials, you know these names. God, we sit in the seat of the intercessor and we call them to you. you there is nothing too hard for God. And so we call them to you tonight and we will continue praying for them, God, until they are a testimony. We will continue praying for them, God, until they are a decision that is made. We will not give up. I need y'all to go up with me. We will not give up 
on seeing people come to the Lord. God, we've prayed that, Lord, even for those closest to us, sometimes it's the people close to us that need you the most. And we pray, God, that you would allow us to say the right words, do the right words, say the right things, do the right things, be in the right place at the right time to draw them unto you. We pray for sisters. We pray for brothers. We pray for fathers. We pray for mothers. We pray for nieces, nephews, cousins. We call them saved and serving this year. Father, we sit in the seat of the intercessor. Come on. And we call salvation to their house. And we pray, God, that it would not just be a religious experience, but it'd be an encounter with you. It'd be an encounter with you. So, God, whatever you have to do, we say do it. We loose the Holy Spirit. Right now, God, somebody prayed for us. Somebody didn't give up on us. Somebody didn't throw in the towel on us. And so now we owe it. We owe it to others to be the intercessor for them. And we pray, God, that you would use this week, use this week, come on, y'all, use this week, God, to draw them to you. This week of Passover, this week that represents so much in the spirit realm. As we get ready for Easter, last Easter, we were sitting at home. This will be an Easter where we can we can be in the building and for our digital family, they can be anywhere across America and around the world. But God, we pray and call in salvation. We call in salvation. We call in salvation. I need y'all to go with me. We call in salvation right now in Jesus name. God, give us a heart for those that do not know you. Give us a heart, God, for those that are far from you. Do not allow us, God, to be stuck up pontificating religious zealots that are nothing more than Pharisees and Sadducees. I rebuke that type of Christianity. I rebuke that type of approach to our relationships with God. No, we operate just like you. Your word says, God, as you are, so are we in the earth. So that's what we are. That means, God, that we are those that draw. We are those that capture. We are those that use our lives to change the lives of others. We will not judge people. We will not throw people down. We will not beat people down, but we will be a source of salvation. We will be a source of salvation. We pray God you'd use our testimony when we run into people in the street, when we run into people in the mall, when we run into people wherever we are at, that our lives would literally be a testimony to people. God, I pray that we would have boldness. Come on, y'all, pray with me. I pray that we would have boldness, God, to be bold in approaching people, bold in inviting people to church, bold in inviting people to get the app, bold in inviting people uh, to move in the things that you have ordained. And we thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody on every platform, say amen right now. There. Let me tell you the power of that. Um, I was chatting with somebody today. Um, um, it was in Atlanta, and they said, "Bishop, you 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 must not know the the impact you're already having, and Harvest is already having in Atlanta." I said, "What are you talking about?" I said, "I was meeting with somebody today, and I was meeting with them. Uh, they began to uh, make reference um, to uh, 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 to Harvest, and they showed me the app and everything, and said, "Bishop Foreman's on the way. He's about to do a location here, and all of that." And, uh, and it was amazing to me. Um, you never know the impact you have when you share. So again, I'm going to ask you, if you have not shared, share, 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 share on Instagram, click the little, um, the little, um, triangle and share it with somebody. Facebook, YouTube, share it with somebody. And guys, click the button on Facebook or YouTube so you get notified every time we go live. All right, listen, let me also say a couple of quick announcements too. If you don't have our app, I want you to text the word harvest to the phone number 55498. 
so you can get our app. Stay connected to that. And everybody, listen, this week we're going to be switching over to a brand new system. So we're going to call you. We're going to text you. We're going to send you a mobile push. But I need you to make sure you're staying connected to that. Everything's updating this week. I've been talking about it for, for a while now, but now it's finally happening website updating, app updating, lots of different updates are going to be coming out. And I want you to make sure that you are stay connected to that. A much simpler giving system that's going to be much easier to use as um, uh, we're releasing a whole lot this week. All right. So make sure you stay connected. But as of today, you text Harvest to 55498, get that app and get your life. What's in that app? There's tons of messages in that app. Because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest, every message is given away for free on podcast. There's no download fee. There's no nothing. Every single message is 100% free because of the faithful giving of the people of Harvest. All right. Our music is in there. We're getting ready to do a new release for my first song, um, New Anointing. Uh, we got a re-release. In fact, it is sitting up right here. I got to listen to it so I can approve the final version of that song. I'm excited about that. Um, I wrote that song during one of the most difficult times in my life. Everybody listen to me. Everybody listen to me. You're, can I repeat the number? No problem. Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 55498. Text the word HARVEST to the phone number 55498. Let me say this. Your greatest, you ready for this? Your greatest spirituality will come out of your greatest suffering. Your greatest creativity will come out of your greatest crushing. Did you hear me? Your greatest mood music, if you will. The Bible says, sing unto the Lord a new song. That means the theme of your life. Your greatest music is going to come from your misery. Did you hear what I just said? Father, show us how to maximize our creativity from our crushing. Our greatest music will come from our greatest misery. My God. And our greatest, our greatest testimonies will come from our greatest test. Father, show us how to maximize our worst. Show us how to maximize our most difficult and our most trying moments in the name of Jesus. Show us how to do that, God. That's why you said unto your people over and over again in scripture, sing unto the Lord a new song, a new song, a new song. In other words, God, we choose to change the song of our lives, the theme that we have operated in our lives. We choose to change that. And in Jesus name, we declare that we sing the song of the Lord. That means God, that our best comes from our worst. What hurts us deep as God, we declare it is what helps us the most. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. Right there. All right. Let me also say this. I made reference to Atlanta. If you're in the Atlanta area, I'd love for you to be a part of our launch team. The pre-launch phase is starting here very soon. And we're so excited. One of the things we began praying for one year ago today, the Lord began to have me to pray this, is that we pray for a swift end to the coronavirus outbreak. Can I get a few of you to type that on every platform? Swift end. Come on, even if you're on the Harvest Channel, swift end. And I forgot to welcome our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family. Cannot forget them. Love our Uncommon fam. All right. Let me say this. Um, we began to pray for a swift end one year ago today. And what's amazing to me is we got notification uh, for all of my Georgia family. We got notified um, that uh, I think it's our April in the next few days. Let me say it that way so I don't misspeak. In the next few days, everybody, I believe, 16 and older in Georgia will be eligible for those who want to take uh, the vaccine will be eligible to do that for those who want to. I'm not endorsing it or not endorsing it. For those who want to do it, you do it. Do your own research. Make your own decision. In Colorado, come April 2nd, on April 2nd, everybody who wants to do that uh, will be able to do that. I believe it's also for the age 16 and over. Why am I sharing that with you? Uh, we prayed one year ago for a swift end of this coronavirus outbreak. Um, and I realized that for many people, this year has represented a lot of change, a lot of transition, things you did not expect. I want to pray for the last year. All right. 
I want to pray for the last year. I remember thinking, oh my God, God, we're about to have to do Easter all online. I want to pray and cover that um, now that what you have gone through in the last year, that you maximize it. If you've been connected to Harvest, there were certain things I taught you not to say. I said, don't say you're suffering through this time. Instead, say you are prospering in a pandemic. And let's be clear. I'm not saying by any means that it is over, but I am sure saying um, that to God be the glory, we can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I see more people out today than I have ever seen out, uh, uh, probably, well, I won't say ever, but I've seen out in a long time. All right. I want to pray that whatever you've gone through in the last 12 months, that you would package it and that you would maximize it. Let's go. Father, we thank you for our last 12 months, God, the 12 months of this time during the pandemic. And Father, we are grateful that we are in the land of the living. We are grateful that we are still here. I pray, God, that everything that we have endured, everything we've gone through in the last 12 months, God, I pray that our testimony is that we prosper in the pandemic. Prosperity is bigger than money. It's bigger than cash, cars, and clothes. Prosperity, God, is that Hebrew word shalom, nothing missing, Nothing broken, nothing lacking, and all is well. And we declare by faith, God, that that's our testimony. Show us how to maximize every lesson. Show us how to extract every principle. Thank you, God, for showing us who was really with us and showing us who was not. Thank you, God, for showing us who would fight for us and who would not. Thank you, God, for making all things clear. Our testimony is that we are prospering and we have prospered. In the midst of the pandemic. And God, we are grateful tonight, guys. We're about to go up. You ready? We are grateful that we are in the land of the living. We still have breath in our body. Millions do not have the ability to breathe. Millions saw their lives come to an abrupt end. But God, you saw fit to keep us here. And since we still have a pulse, we declare that you still have a plan. And for that, we say thank you. I need you to type a digital praise on every platform right now. Put a hallelujah, put a hand clap, put the hands up emoji. Let God know you're grateful. Let him know that you're grateful. Come on, I need a few more of you to share over here on this Harvest Instagram. Let God know that you are grateful. 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 It could have been you, but you're grateful. He kept you. You could have died on a ventilator, but he kept you. You could have lost your life in a hospital, but he kept you. You could have said goodbye to your loved ones through FaceTime, but he kept you. It could have been your end, but he kept you. He kept you. And God, we're going to maximize the fact that you kept us. If we have been spared, that means we are alive for such a time as this, which means, God, that we were born for the time that we were needed most. And we declare that now is that time we will maximize every single day. Come on. If you have not put a, a digital praise on the screen, I need you to release one right where you are at. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you that had it, you beat it. And Father, we rebuke every lingering side effect, every lingering condition that may have been caused or onset by Corona. Father, we speak to it and we command it to cease in the bodies of your people. Please, y'all pray with me. Father, your word says that with your stripes, we are healed. Our confession is that from the tops of our head, and the soles of our feet, God, that we are the healed of the Lord. That's our confession. Our confession is that no weapon formed against us shall prosper every tongue that rises in judgment. It is condemned. This is our confession. 
Our confession is what you said, God, that healing is the children's bread. What does that mean? That we eat bread. In other words, that we eat healing. Healing is our bread. Healing is what we feast off of. Healing is what we live from. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus' name. Come on, everybody say amen. I want to do this. Um, if you had Corona and they're saying you've got long-term stuff that's sticking with you, I just need you to I just need you to type on the screen the word healing. If you know someone that had Corona virus and uh, and they say they've got long-term stuff that's going to stick with them, I just need you to type healing for them on the screen. Why? We're about to cover that in prayer. In case you don't know, Harvest, there is an anointing. And when I speak healing, you better believe some testimonies are going to come forth. You better believe some testimonies are going to come forth. Let's just call God's record back before we pray for this prayer. I'll pray this prayer. Let's call this record back. Remember, guys, we've seen three documented scenarios of healing from HIV, not undetectable, but healed where they said it's gone. We've seen documented healing from cancer. We have seen documentation after documentation after documentation. So I need you to hear me. When we pray this, we're not just praying some pie in the sky. We have a credit history. We have a credit history. That says we've seen him do it. And the same God that did it before, he's about to do it again. He's about to do it again. He's about to do it again. Father, you see every single individual that has typed that word healing for themselves or healing for them for somebody else. And God, we send your word of healing to them. The centurion said, I don't need you to touch me, Jesus. I just need you to send your word. He said, I am a man that is in authority, so I know you don't have to do it. You just have to say the word. You just have to say the word. You just have to say the word. And if you say it, that thing is going to carry. John 6, 63 says, the words you speak God, are spirit and they bring light, which means all you have to do is say it, God. You don't have to be in the room. You don't have to be in the environment. You don't have to be in the atmosphere. If you say it, God, it's a done deal. So we ask heaven to release healing right now for every person that typed the word healing or every person that typed the word healing for them. And we pray, God, for immediate reversal of every negative condition, of every negative effect, of everything negative that is manifested in their body tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that it is so. And we bless you, Pastor. And we thank you that it is so right now in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen right there. Everybody say amen right there. Everybody say amen right there. Everybody listen to me. If you're ever dealing with a, a challenge in your health, I need you to listen very carefully to what I'm about to teach you. Don't ever say, I have. Stop. The scripture says that the name of God is I am. Moses asked Joshua, or uh, Moses asked the Lord, he says, Lord, we know you're the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. In other words, our fathers taught us about you, but we don't know you for ourselves. What is your name? What is your name? And here's what the Lord responded his name was. Tech, uh, let me just give you some technical things here. Um, Jehovah is the English for his name, Yahweh. His full name is yud heh wav Why? H-W-H. Can I get a few of you to type that on the screen? It's not sacrilegious to do it. Y-H-W-H. It's the abbreviation for it. yud hey vav the, the The Hebrews had a, a, a hand signal. I can't ever get this finger to move. <laughs> but it's a hand signal called the tetragrammaton. All right? Basically, if you open up, I can't make that one move. But it's the tetragrammaton. So the high priest would put his name. They would do this and it says, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. So they would literally put the hand signal 
representing Yad Hewafe in front of the W right there, Y-H-W-H. They would put that right in front of their forehead. And so they would say, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord, which means his name is covering me. So when you see me, you see his name. All right. God tells Moses, here's how I want you to know me. Here's my name. In other words, y'all call me this, Yad Hewafe. Y'all call me Yahweh. Y'all call me Jehovah in English. But everybody listen. God says, but Moses, this is how I want you to know me. This is my name. My name is I am. I am in Hebrew means I will prove who I am to be. Y'all better listen to me. I will prove who I am to be. I will prove who I, who I am by what I do. Everybody listen. Every time you say I followed by something. You are literally taking the name of the Lord and some of you may be taking it in vain because what you're saying is negative. You say you are and then you say something negative. Don't ever let something come out of your mouth following your I or your I am that's negative because that's literally when the scripture says don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. That's what it's talking about. That's what it's talking about. You are literally using his name, but you're using it in vain. In other words, instead of saying, I am healed, you're talking about, I am, well, the doctor say this, shut your mouth. Instead, what you need to say is, I am the healed of the Lord. Don't agree with a negative report. Can I just get you to type an I am statement on every platform? I am blessed. I am favored. I am healed. I am complete. I am the Hebrew word we use at harvest often, shalom. What does that mean? Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Stop talking about some of you will say, see, I don't even want to say it. Like I, Even saying it, my mind now is against saying stuff like that. But some of you will say that you're broke. So look at yourself. You say, I am, and then you say that. You are literally taking the name of the Lord in vain. You misused the power of your I am statement. Shut up. God, this is good to me. I don't mean shut up literally. This is good to me, right? You're misusing the power of the name because he said, my name is I am. So anything that follows I am, that's saying God says this. Got it. I see I am peace. I am shalom. I am strong. Come on here. Put yours on the screen. I am favored. I am healed. Come on, Harvest Instagram. Where y'all at? I am rich. Come on here. I am shalom. I am prosperous. I am healed. What about this one? I am consistent. Come on, y'all. I am faithful. I am a man or a woman of my word. I am dependable. Come on, I need you to expand this thing. I am excellent. I am the best at what I do. Come on, watch me. For every person that is in your career field, I need you to make this. I am number one. Come on, I am number one. You're the number one realtor. You're the number one broker. You're the number one in sales. You're the number one. I need you to with me. I am number one. Put that on the screen. You're the number one in your ministry. Come on, let that be your testimony. Let that be your testimony. I wanted to be the best servant that my church had. So that's what I always have strived to do ever. Make this declaration. I'm the number one giver in church. Where y'all at? Why y'all get quiet? Make this thing bigger than just about, about you. Make it be about how you do what you do. Father, give us the grace to check our I am statements. To make sure, God, that we do not take the name of the Lord in vain, that we do not take the name of the Lord in vain, that we do not take the name of the Lord in vain, that we do not take the name of the Lord in vain, that we do not take the name of the Lord in vain. But God, we pray that as we say, I am God, that you would silence us if we're about to say something negative. That you would silence us if we're about to say something against your word. That you would silence us if we're about to do something we ought not do. That you would silence us every time anything crazy is about to come out of our mouth. 
And we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name. Come on, I like that one. I am a kingdom philanthropist. Come on here. What does that mean? That you finance the needs of the kingdom. That means when we need to feed somebody, one person can write a check. Y'all better come on here. When we need to get something done, you, we ain't got to sit up and get 10, 15 people to do nothing. You say, how much is it going to cost, Bishop? Bam, here it go. Matter of fact, I ain't even write no check. I just text to give it. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. All right. This is why, let me give you principle here. This is why um, in the scripture, John the Baptist's father, um, an angel goes to him and says, listen, um, you're going to give birth uh, or your wife's going to give birth to a son and you're going to call his name John. That was against the Hebrew culture because you would normally name him your name and your son would also father in, follow in the footsteps of his father. Incidentally, um, John, when he begins to question, when he began to question that, the angel silenced him and said, I want to shut you up. If I listen, you will be mute because what comes out of your mouth, what comes out of your mouth is going to cancel what it is that God has said. Can I be honest with some of you? Some of you, you ready for this? You keep saying, I got all these prophecies over my life and I'm not seeing it happen. Can I tell you why? Your mouth, your mouth messed it up. But the same mouth that messed it up is going to be the same mouth that gets it back together. You better come over with me. Some of you, you keep saying, God, why is it I prayed for this and it looked like it was going to happen and it didn't happen? Your mouth messed it up. That's why the angel said, I'm going to shut your mouth so you cannot even speak. Because if you mess this up, this is bigger than you. 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 John the Baptist, you are about to pave the way for Jesus. And so I need your father, John. I need him to get it together because this is bigger than just his family and what he wants. Can I help you? Your life is bigger than you. It's bigger than just what you want. And this is my desire. And this is my truth. And this is this is bigger than you, son. This is bigger than you, daughter. This is bigger than you, ma'am, sir. This is bigger than you. So if they didn't have John the Baptist, he wouldn't have paid the way for Jesus. Jesus comes on the scene. Jesus is going to have to do extra work that he was not supposed to do. So he shut John's mouth. Father, I pray that you'd shut our mouths when we need to shut up. When we're speaking negative, when we're talking stuff we ought not talk. Forgive us, God, for thinking this is all about us. It's not. It's bigger than us. Your word says in Jeremiah that you sent us before you formed us in our mother's womb. God, you sent us with a specific purpose and a specific assignment. You said before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Which means life didn't begin at conception. Life began way before conception. You said you knew us and you had ordained us a prophet. That means, God, you had had a reason for sending us. You sent us to the earth to solve problems. We were not sent just to pay bills and die. We were not sent just to have babies and die. Our lives are bigger than us. Our lives are bigger than us. Our lives are bigger. Forgive us for being selfish. Come on, y'all. Forgive us for being self-centered. Forgive us for being sociopathic in our thinking, meaning that we have a disregard for other people and a disregard for what we're here for. This is bigger than us. This is bigger than what we want to go to school for, bigger than what we want to work doing, bigger than how we want it. But this is bigger than that in Jesus name. Come on. I need to say this is bigger than me. This is, but can I tell you something? You are not living until you found something worth dying for. You are not living until you found something worth dying for. Bishop, give me scripture to back that up. No problem, Bob. Here it goes. Jesus says, he who finds his life. Matter of fact, hold on, I'm going to give it to you exactly. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Here we go. Matthew chapter 10, verse 39. 
Um, whoever finds, let me give you English standard. Whoever finds his life will lose it. But if you give up your life for me, you will find it. I'm going to back that thing up and say it again. Let me say it in another version. Let me give you a, uh, 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 let me give you a, oh, this is a good one. God's word translation. The one who finds, or excuse me, the person who tries to preserve his life, what I want, it's about me. This is what I feel. This is what I think. This is what I want to do. That person, he will lose his life. But the person who loses his life for me will preserve it. Will preserve it. This is bigger than you, baby. This is bigger than you. This is bigger than you. Like you're not doing what you're doing for you to get the glory. You're doing it for God to get the glory. God, get the glory out of our lives. Get the glory out of our story. I pray, God, that we would not be self-centered, sociopathic, narcissistic Christians that think that this is only about us. No, this is bigger than us. That Therefore, what comes out of our mouths, we have to be careful because it's bigger than us. Zachariah and Elizabeth, this was bigger than just you having your son named after you because that was tradition. He can't be named after you. You got to call him John because he won't even be your son. He's going to be Elijah reincarnated. My God. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, folks, if you just come in, come on, folks. It's <laughs> a southern word. Come on, folks. If you just come in, like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight on whatever platform that you're on. We're on um, uh, Bishop Foreman Harvard Church Facebook, Bishop Foreman Harvard Church YouTube, Bishop Foreman Harvard Church Instagram, uh, Periscope, and the Harvest Channel, and the Uncommon Gospel Radio Network. Um, listen, I want to move um, in this tonight. As we are praying, did I give you the thing for Atlanta? If you're in Atlanta, I don't know if I said it or not, so let me give it to you again. Um, if you're in Atlanta, I'd love you to be a part of the Harvest Church Atlanta launch team. I don't remember if I did it or not, so that's okay. It's okay if I do it twice. I'd love you to find out more about our location that's coming there and give you an opportunity to get involved. How do you do that? You text the word H-C-A-T-L is one word, H-C-A-T-L, Harvest Church Atlanta. And the phone number 55498. When you do that, we're going to shoot your text to show you how to get connected to what we're going to be doing there. All right. Um, let me also encourage you guys, if you have a praise report, share your praise report. Hey, Southfield, Michigan, Fayetteville, North Carolina. I want you to share your praise report. Where do you share? You share it right there in our app. Um, and I already told you how to get that. Text Harvest to 55498 to get that. Or you can even do it on our website. No praise report is too big. No praise report is too small. If you cannot celebrate small, God will never trust you with big. If you cannot celebrate small, God will never trust you with big. If you cannot celebrate small, God will never trust you with big. Can I get you to type on the screen something small that, that God needs the glory for? Something small. And don't y'all give me church stuff. Don't say, I woke up this morning. That's true, but let's be a little bit more creative. Don't just say, he started me on my way. Gave me food on my table. That's true. They got clothes on my back. All that's true. So now that we know everybody's got that, give me something else small that you can celebrate. Because I want you to show God you can be trusted with small so he can trust you with big. I'm a living witness. The Bible says, the Bible makes it very clear. The Bible makes it very clear. God is a God of stewardship. What is stewardship? Management. He will only trust you with what he knows you can manage. And for some of you, you got to be grateful that what you asked for, you didn't get because you weren't ready to manage that. Come on here. I love this one. I love this one. My edge is growing back. Come on here. Steady compensation. Come on. Some, some, some person gave me $5 at the bus stop today. Come on. A full refrigerator. Being able to walk to my mails. Y'all better come on here. Shoes. Changing my attitude. Come on. Uh, 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 hold my peace today. This is good. Come on.
healthier now since the pandemic. That's amazing. Completed my homework project. Come on, homework project. Let's go. All right. I want you to do that. God, you can trust us with big because you can trust us with small. You can trust us with big because you can trust us with small. Somebody say, allow me to see my 60s being present with my kids. Happy birthday to you. Learning to see the flowers bloom. That is good. Connecting me to prayer tonight. Come on. Blessed with a new bike. Come on, bike. I used to bike all the time. Blessing me in the land of my affliction, a place to stay, a, 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 a dance coach. He hasn't failed you. Food. Come on. Heart prospering. This is so good. Um, this is so good. I want to, my gas tank is full. Come on. I want to always challenge you to even be grateful for things that you may think are super small and super minuscule. They are often tests. And if you cannot be trusted with small, he'll never trust you with big. All right. If you cannot be trusted with small, he will never trust you with big. So keep typing that. But I really want you to go to our app, especially for those of you who have never sent a praise report. Send one. Come on. Today is my birthday. Happy birthday to you. Uh, happy birthday to you. If I had my keyboard, I'd play you a little something. something. All right. Um, my uh, uh, my prince is playing with her. I think that means bunny rabbit. I think that's what it is. I can't tell if it's a unicorn or a bunny rabbit. All right. My brother started reaching out. Come on. Fix my relationship with my mother. Come on. God, this is good. You see what's happening? What's happening? The Bible says Revelation 10, Revelation 12, brother. We overcome the enemy by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony, by the blood of the lamb, by the word of our testimony. If you don't share your testimony, you're never going to overcome. I learned to be thankful. Today, I was called into a session for a situation involving uh, an individual and, and they wanted a group of uh, the leading pastors to uh, in the area to you know evaluate the situation and what have you. And in all of that, uh, I began to share a story that, that I hadn't shared much about the situation and why I wanted to handle it uh, a certain way and why I thought that was the right way to handle it. And, and what was amazing is I'm telling the story, people were you know, shaking their heads and like, wow, you dealt with that. That happened. That happened. That kind of thing. Um, and, and what's so powerful about it is one, I need you to just say this. It's my story. When you own your story, you never have to worry about anybody using your story against you. You own your story. Listen, you own the good, the bad and the ugly. God's using it for your good. Somebody say that I own my story. The, the good, the bad and the ugly. I own my story. You can't use my story against me. Because it's my story. It's my testimony. It's my testimony. I pray for everybody right now where you've ever dealt with shame about your scars, shame about your story, shame about what you've been through. I pray shame off you. Shame off you. If you've ever struggled with shame, just type shame off me on the screen. Shame off you. It's your story. They can't use it against you. Don't you let nobody punk you. Don't you let nobody push you in no corner. Don't you let nobody tell you, I'm going to say this, I'm going to be do what you got to do. But baby, it's your story. It's your story. It's your testimony. And that's how you overcome the enemy. By the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony. By the word of your shame off you. Shame off you. Shame off you. Shame off you. Shame. Yes, you screwed up. Shame off you. That's what the blood is for. Yes, you messed up. Shame off you. That's what the blood is for. Yes, you made some dumb relationship decisions. That's what the blood is for. Yes, you made some dumb business decisions. That's what the blood is for. But your next 12. 
Come on, y'all. Will be your next 12. I need you to speak that. I need you to type that. My next 12 will be my best 12. My next 12 will be my best 12. My next 12 will be my best 12. All right? I got about 14 minutes left before we got to hop off of prayer. And I got to make sure I stay faithful to my gym commitment. I have been, I used to hate going to the gym. I lost 95 pounds and then I needed to have a new goal. Let me help somebody um, with this tonight. Uh, I was sharing with, um, I was sharing with somebody uh, earlier today on a phone call and um, we were talking about um, a shark. I said, a shark um, needs to be out, uh, uh, in a certain type of water environment because a shark when you put it in captivity, um, that shark uh, can begin to have destructive patterns of behavior because the shark is in captivity. And I began to talk about Keiko the Well. I've talked on it before in several messages. Y'all remember the movie Free Willy? Who remembers that? Wave at me if you remember that on every platform. If you remember the movie Free Willy, there was a, um, a killer well in that. The name of the killer well was Keiko. And Keiko um, was this, somebody said, come on, Bishop Muscles. Well, I got a new goal. I'm teaching you a principle because you always need to have something that you are working toward. Many, the Bible says, Proverbs 29, 18, without vision, people perish. If you don't know, if you don't have something you are working toward, you're going to die. And I don't just mean literally. I mean, you're going to die internally. Your passion is going to die. Your, you're gonna, your discipline is going to die. Things will die when you don't have something you are working toward. I am built that way. I have to have something I'm working toward. And for many of you, you've been saying, I just feel, I just feel off. I feel, can I tell you why? It's because you literally don't have any Proverbs 29, 18. You have no clue what you are working toward. And it doesn't have to be, it's even something elaborate. It could be a fitness goal. It could be a weight gain goal, a weight loss goal. It could be a, 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 a certain you know, number of watches, whatever. Like, you need to have something that you are working toward. Humans are driven by risk and reward. Y'all better hear me tonight. And so in all of that, Keiko, they took him out of the ocean. That's the natural habitat for a killer whale. And I need y'all to hear me. You are Proverbs 29, uh, you are Proverbs 28, excuse me. But the Bible says that the righteous are as bold as a lion. The righteous are as bold as a lion. That's Proverbs 28 and 1. Um, and so they took him out of the ocean and they put him in captivity. Everybody pay attention. When they put him in captivity, what happens is that the dorsal fin, the dorsal fin is that fin on the back of most um, of most sea creatures, um, uh, that fin that's right on the back there. All right? You see it on sharks, you see it on whales. And on a killer whale, it's that dorsal fin. If y'all remember... Keiko's dorsal fin, if you remember the movie, if you really remember, his dorsal fin humped over. Who remembers that? Who remembers that? Who remembers that? His dorsal fin humped over like this. The reason that a killer whale's dorsal fin humps over is because when it's in captivity and it does and it cannot uh, um, uh, uh, operate in its natural habitat, its dorsal fin will begin to hump. When your dorsal fin humps, your dorsal fin for a, a, a sea creature, it is used for stability. It is used for the creature to be stable. It is also used for the creature to be able to do deep sea diving. It, and what happens is if your dorsal fin isn't upright, then you will begin to spin out of control. Please listen to me. So Keiko, in his death, it's because he spun out of control. You better listen to me tonight. It is because he was he was in captivity, so he spun out of control. And what do you mean, Bishop? You put yourself in captivity when you don't have something that you are working towards. 
something that you are working towards. God, I pray that all of us would have something that we are working towards bettering in our lives. That as we get ready to begin the second quarter of 2021, that we would have something that we are working towards, a better us, that we pray better, we'd be a better prayer world, we'd be a better Christian, that we'd be better as it relates to our fitness, that we'd be better. Whatever it is we need to fix, I pray that that becomes what we are fixated on. I pray that whatever we need to fix, that's what we become fixated on so that we would not spin out of control so that we would not lose stability, so that we would not go crazy. Successful people make dumb decisions when they're bored. Successful people make dumb decisions when they're bored. I rebuke boredom. I pray you would have something that is stretching you, something that is making you better, something that is challenging you. You have not seen the best of you yet. You have not seen the best of you yet. Come on, Facebook. You have not seen the best. Come on, YouTube. You have not seen the best of you yet. And God, we thank you for it now. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I brought all that up because I was talking about a fitness goal. So I'm, I'm doing this. So I have a new fitness goal. So I lost 95 pounds. So now I got a new fitness goal. So my new fitness goal required me to get to the gym. I used to say I hate the gym. Like, anybody like that? Let's be honest. I used to say I hate the gym. And one of the reasons I hated the gym it's because, it you know, it's just like, oh, my God, it's going to take a whole hour and all that. And then I was like, you know, I just I just, you know, like I build muscle really fast. I was like, I am not like I don't want to be all, you know, like just here, you know, ain't got no neck. God bless you. Come on, everybody. I was like, I don't want to look like that. And so um, so I was able to, you know, figure that out and, and uh, so I have a new fitness goal. So now since February 2nd. Um, so come April 2nd, that'll be 60 days since I have been. I don't miss. Y'all, one of the things about me, once I am committed to something, I am consistent to something. And uh, I bring that up because after prayer, I got to get in the gym. Listen! <laughs> um, so there's that um, uh, as it moves in that. There's a few things I want to hit in prayer real quick uh, before we get out of here. Uh, we only have about eight minutes left. Yesterday was the beginning of Passover. Uh, and now we are in what's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. I want to teach you real quick, and I want to cover this uh, in prayer. Um, uh, there are seven major Hebrew feasts. So at Harvest Church, we don't celebrate things like Lent and Ash Wednesday and all that, because that stuff's not in the Bible. We don't celebrate that. But there's nothing against those that do. We just don't, because it's not in the Bible. Um, there are seven major feasts. Can I get a few to type seven on the screen? There are seven major feasts in the scripture. The Bible is not based off of the Gregorian calendar, which is named after Pope Gregory the Thirteenth. And it's based off of the Hebrew calendar. The Hebrew calendar has four different starts on the calendar predicated upon the reason. All right. Which means God is constantly giving you new beginnings. Every season is a new beginning. Every season is a new beginning. So never feel stuck because there's always a reset. Come on, somebody type reset. If you felt stuck, I pray you'd be shook from feeling stuck because there's a reset with your name on it. If you felt stuck, I pray that you'd be shook from your stuck because there's a reset with your name on it. All right. Um, and so um, the feasts literally are an appointed time. There's a meeting that God calls between us and him. They're called holy convocations, which means they are gatherings. And the concept is simple. If you don't honor the feast, then you would have to wait until that time next year. But 1 Samuel 2.30 teaches us that if we honor what's important to God, God will honor us. We honor the feast because the scripture says that the feast, according to Leviticus 23 and 1, I'm giving you scriptures and going fast because I've taught this before. And I got tons of messages on YouTube and our podcast about the feast. One of them I want to encourage you to get is called Spring Feast, Spring You Forward. All right. That message is on YouTube and Facebook. Can I get out of you that are regulars to type some of this on the screen for those that maybe it's their first time joining us or they're new to prayer? 
So they'll be able to access that. All right. Now, in all of that, um, uh, there's seven major feasts. There's uh, three fall feasts and there are four spring feasts. Passover was, uh, was yesterday. Passover was the feast that was instituted when the children of Israel came out of Egyptian bondage for 430 years. I need you to say this. I'm coming out. What does that mean? Whatever had you bound, you're coming out of that. Whatever mindset had you bound, you're coming out of that. Whatever junk had you bound, you're coming out of that. Whatever challenges had you bound, you're coming out of that. Passover, because listen, let's be honest. Every year, life introduces a series of victories and valleys, victories and valleys, victories and valleys. So there's sometimes where you're like, I'm coming out of this, but then you go into something else. You get the, you get forward for this, but then you go into something else. So every time Passover comes, it means something's about to shift for you suddenly. Something is shifting for you suddenly. You're coming out of something that was negative and you're coming out of it quickly. Maybe it was depression. Maybe it was anxiety. Maybe it was fear. But I need you to say, I'm coming out. All right. Um, in Exodus, the blood of a lamb was applied at the doorpost of the house of all the Hebrews, which means when the death angel was released, the death angel had to pass over their house and go to the house where they didn't see the blood. That's why you need to know you're covered. There's some stuff that could have got you, but didn't because the blood's got you. Don't sleep on your Christianity. Don't sleep on your Christianity. Don't talk about it ain't working. Baby, do you know what was supposed to happen to you? Do you not know you were supposed to be left in a ditch somewhere? Do you not know you were supposed to have died in an accident? Do you not know that the cancer was supposed to kill you? Don't you sleep on your Christianity. It's the blood that's covered you. Don't you ever say that God is not with you. God is not for you. God is not protecting you. It was supposed to be a 911 situation. It was supposed to be a 187 situation. But God, my God, all right? Um, no death can come nigh your dwelling. Let's go. Um, and so in all of that, that's Passover. Immediately following the Passover, immediately following the Passover, uh, you deal with what's called the Feast of Unleavened Bread. That's what we're in now. Um, and you see this in John chapter 12, 1 through 19. Leaven in scripture means error or sin, error or sin or evil. So Jesus' body did not decay after he had been crucified. Um, his body didn't decay. It didn't go through the natural process of decay uh, and decomposition. That would be natural. Okay. That's a fact that did not happen according to scripture. Um, the feast of unleavened bread. Here's what it means. Get the leaven out of your life. Get the leaven out of your life. Get the leaven out of your life. So what does this mean? What are some areas of error that are in your life? I want to give you some things to consider. How do you honor? How do you honor? Are you an honorable person? Do you honor leadership? Do you honor those that have authority over you? Do you honor processes? Do you honor protocols? Or are you dishonorable? Um, do people like to see you coming or do they more enjoy when you're going? Are you a person of honor? That's one area where there's a lot of error for many Christians. Number two, your habits. What do you practice that's against what you say uh, is your promise? Your habits decide your future. So number one, honor. I want to, ch I want to challenge everybody to look for the er evil or the error in their honor. I mean, a lot of Christians that are very dishonorable to God, to God's word, to God's structure, to God's system. Number two, your habits. What habits do you need to change? Don't tell me that you, since I mentioned fitness, don't tell me you, you, you want to get fit and you eating 5,000 calories a day. That's just, that's just not true. That habit doesn't match up with what you say you want to have. So Father, we pray over our honor. We pray over our habits, that God, that these things would match up with what we say we want to manifest in our lives in Jesus' name. And here's the last H. So honor, 
Habits, you ready for this next one? Habitat. Whoa, habitat. Many times you are around cancerous people, cancerous thoughts, cancerous ideas. Your habitat. Got it. Uh, the music you listen to creates your habitat. So those are three areas you can start. And there's more than that. Those are the only thing I'm going to give you tonight in prayer for the sake of time. Those are three areas you need to say, where's the leaven at in that? Where is the evil at in that? Evil in, in the Bible isn't a devil with a pitchfork. If I listen, evil in the Bible, it literally means contrary to. So check this out. If there's something contrary to where I say I want to go, what I say I want to do, then that means it's evil for me. So Father, in these three areas, show us where to remove the leaven. We're in the feast of unleavened bread, God. That means we need to get the leaven out of our lives. That means we need to self-reflect and self-correct. Self-reflect and self-correct. Self-reflect and self-correct. Today, as I was working on Wednesday's message, um, I looked at a piece of it and something hit me like, bam. It hit me, boom, it came right at me. And I said, oh my God. I said, you, there's an unresolved issue you have right there in that particular area. And I thought, whoa, I self-reflected, I self-corrected. I didn't sit there and fight with it. Some of y'all fight with truth, stop it. I didn't sit there and fight with it. I didn't sit there and, and, and try to go back and forth with it. I was like, God, you just threw that in my face. Now I know I had an unresolved issue in that area. And so I self-reflect and I'm going to self-correct. I realize I need to self-correct in that area. That's what the Feast of Unleavened Bread is. All right. And then Sunday. Sunday is what's called the Feast of First Fruits. It is Christ's resurrection. Um, it is Easter Sunday or Resurrection Sunday. And on that Sunday, if you're in Denver, I want you in the building. Two experiences, 915 or 1115. If you're part of my digital family, I want you on your device, on your iPad. Matter of fact, if you invite some folk over and have Easter at home, have Easter in Virginia, Easter in Indiana, Easter in Miami, Easter in Atlanta, invite some folks over, watch the experiences in your home. It's going to be absolutely amazing. All right. On this coming uh, Easter Sunday, I promise you I have a word. We're starting a new series and uh, I'm going to do two things and then we're off because we're out of time. A new series. Uh, on uh, on Sunday, it's this Hebrew word I want to introduce you to. You ready? Called tikkun, te t i k u n. I was trying to say t i, and te came out. T i k u n, t i k u n, tikkun. Tikkun means to fix. So we're in this month of healing our series group therapy, and we're moving into this series called tikkun, which means to fix. There are things we need to fix so you don't get rewounded in the same areas again. Did you hear what I just said? There are things we need to fix so you don't get rewounded in those same areas again. That series we're going to start on Sunday and we're going to be dealing with how do you handle messy situations. It's going to be amazing. All right, um, guys, I, I ran out of time for prayer tonight, so I want to do two things. Number one, if prayer bless you. I need you um, to be a blessing to prayer. How do you do that? You can sow. You can sow. You can sow. You can sow. What can you? How can you sow? You can sow using the cash app. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman number two. That's the only cash app now. Dollar sign Bishop Foreman number two. You can use that way. You can also go to our website, harvestchurch.church forward slash give and see the multitude of ways there. You can use PayPal, Venmo, Zelle, Givelify, all of that. The email attached to that is hello at harvestchurch.church or the phrase harvest church give. All right. Bishop, what said I sow? Some of you, you did not sow your Passover offering. And Deuteronomy says, uh, Deuteronomy 16, 16 says, no man should appear. No man there just means head of household. 
should appear empty-handed. I, I can I be honest with you as a pastor. Let me say this, and and I mean this is is as loving as I can say it. I'm never shocked by the people that are struggling. I'm gonna say that again. And I mean, it is as loving as I can say. I'm never shocked by who's struggling because these are the people who, when it's time to honor God, they sit on it and they don't do nothing or they throw a tip at God like he's a dancer on the stage. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. God is not to be tipped. He's to be honored. I'm never shocked by the people that are struggling. Because they're the people that hear the word, they shout about my next word, my best word, they lift their hands when I'm prophesying, they do all of that. And then when it's time to actually honor the Lord, they don't do anything. And please hear my heart as a pastor. I just want to see the people connected to me win. I just want to see the people connected to me do well. Like that's my heart. I got... I'm in it to number one, obey God. And then if you connected to this bee, or well, whenever the bee comes up, I got my line ring on the day. But if you're connected to harvest, I want to see you win. I want to see you do well. I'm never shocked by the people that are going through marital problems. I'm never shocked. I'm never shocked. I'm never shocked by the people who are struggling in their family, with their kids, with their finances and their body. I'm never shocked by who's depressed. I'm never shocked by it. I'm never shocked. I am never shocked because often you can trace their dishonor to their dysfunction. All right. So as a pastor, please hear my heart. I just want you to do well. Oh, y'all got quiet now. I mean, Instagram got super quiet on me. All right. So, I, Father, I pray that we would be those that honor you. We would be those that keep you first, God, so that our lives uh, would improve for the better in Jesus' name. Please hear my heart. I just want you to do well. That's all. I just want you to be blessed. I just want you to have the best, live the best, be the best example of God's grace, of his mercy, of his forgiveness. Can you, Do y'all hear my heart? I hope you hear my heart. I hope, and even if I'm not your pastor, I, I just want you to. I just want you to hear my heart. Like that, that, that it blesses my heart. When I read your testimonies and see your testimonies, I shout with you because I celebrate with you. All right. So if you want to be a blessing to player, uh, so into that. Um, I gave you the methods to do that. Dollar sign bishop form number two for cash out. And then if you didn't sow your Passover offering, we're in uh, the feast of unleavened bread. So Passover and unleavened bread, they're basically like part one and then part one a. Even though they're technically two separate feasts, they really are together. So um, you can do that. Some of you may say, Bishop, I got to wait until the end of this week to do it. Well, do it. Just make sure you do it. All right. Somebody says, this was my best. Listen, this was my best financial month of my life. And I happen to know that you said that about a few months ago, but he exceeded himself. Can we just stop, guys, and give God praise for that testimony that just came in? Somebody says, this was the best financial month of their life. But but in I think it was November or December, they said that was their best financial month of their life. Can we give God praise for that testimony? And let's remember, we are not just talking about being materialistic and in cash, cars, and clothes. It's bigger than that. But you're blessed to be a blessing. So you don't just need enough. You need overflow. Can you just say that? Overflow. Overflow. Um, somebody says, how much should you sow for Passover? So I mentioned this in the experience. I didn't give you an amount because the scripture in Deuteronomy says that you should give as the Lord has given to you. So I want to challenge you. You know, it's, it's a sacrifice. So I want to challenge you to look at what you've given before and exceed that. That's my challenge. So some people gave hundreds. Some people gave thousands. Some tens of thousands. Listen, you're loaded. Do hundreds of thousands. Do millions. Um, but but you want to sow that. And let me give you scripture for that because some of you may be saying, Bishop, this is the first time. I'm hearing about this. Let me give you scripture for that. Deuteronomy 16, 16, um, and, uh, which makes reference to that. And then also, let me give you another because we used another too. Um, Deuteronomy 16, 16. And, uh, uh-oh, come on, come on, come on. Let's see if it comes up real fast. If it doesn't come up real fast, then we'll just stick with that one. 
Deuteronomy 16, 16. And just use that one because it's like the, the other one was just a, a repeat of that um, because it's giving me, um, it's moving really slow for me here. All right. Um, Exodus 23, 17. There we go. Now it finally came up. Exodus 23, 17. Exodus 23, 14. Exodus 34, 23. Um, it, it all does that. Deuteronomy 16, 17. It's in there several times. All right. Lastly, here's what I want to do. If you're on prayer tonight and you're not a Christian, I'm going to give you an opportunity to come to the Lord tonight. Secondly, if you give your life to the Lord, but you've not been faithful to him, I want to give you an opportunity to come to the Lord. And thirdly, if you're like Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God tonight. I want you to be sure that you are Christian tonight. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure wherever you're at, I want you on the count of three to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me on every platform tonight. On Common Gospel Radio Network, you have to say it. If you're on the Harvest Channel, you can use the chat that's on the side. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. One, God's coming to get you tonight. Two, three. One, two, three. If that's you, do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. You need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to the Lord wherever you are at. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. I just want you to respond. I'm going to lead you in a prayer and then we're done. I just want you to do the hand wave emoji. And I just want for you to come to the Lord tonight. It's your night. It's your night. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame. No guilt, no condemnation, no shame tonight. You say, Bishop, I'm just not sure where things stand with the Lord. Be sure tonight. Do that hand wave emoji or say it's me. Do the hand wave emoji or say it's me, wherever you are at tonight. I'm going to count down for you. Five. We're waiting on you. Every platform. Come on. I see you. Four. Come on. We're waiting on you. Every platform. Three. We are waiting on you. Three. Two. We are waiting on you. Come on. Somebody, I see somebody. You got your hand like, I don't want to do it. I don't want everybody to see me. It's okay. The Bible says if you deny him publicly... Don't deny you. You're in a safe place. No guilt, no condemnation, no judgment. We want to love you and love you tonight tonight. in the name of Jesus. Two, one. I want everybody to pray this with me. You can keep responding with that hand wave emoji or saying it's me. Tonight, I just want you to say this with me. Say, Father, everybody, I see you. Come on, keep responding. This is why I wait. This is why I wait because sometimes it takes a little moment, but that's okay. Keep responding, guys. Everybody say this with me. Say, Father, thank you for dying in my place. Say, thank you for your love for me. Say, because of your love for me, I choose to live. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you died in my place. And because of this, I am now saved. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. In Jesus name. Amen. Listen, guys, if you just prayed that prayer for the first time, recommitted yourself to the Lord or you're now sure, text the word decision. The phone number 55498. Can I get a few of you to type on every platform? Text the word decision to 55498. All I want to do is shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. I love you guys. I pray you have an amazing night. Um, for those of you who just prayed that prayer again, send that text and I am literally, literally will walk with you through what you do next. You need a pastor. And if I'm your pastor, come on, let's go. You don't have to be in Denver. You don't have to be in Atlanta. You can be anywhere. And God can connect. That's the beauty of technology. You can live anywhere in the world and uh, and be connected to Harvest. And I would love to be your pastor. All right? And lead you uh, on this journey called life that we do together. I love you guys. Love you, love you, love you. I really, really mean it. I hope that that emanates from everything that I do. All the series are always about, I always say, God, God, what do you want to say to your people? I don't say, ooh, that's a dope idea. Ooh, look at what pastor so-and-so is doing. I don't care nothing about what nobody else is doing. My only assignment is to do what I'm called to do. And literally, that's what I do. I say, God, what do you want to say? Even this next series, Takum, I was like, okay, God, what do you want to say? So I spent time before the Lord 
saying, God, what do you want to say? Somebody says, first pastor I've had in years and I'm in Canada. Come on. Um, and that's just my heart. All right. Pray you have an amazing night, everybody. I plan on coming back later on on Instagram, on the Bishop Foreman Instagram. I want to pray for some individuals and uh, prophesy a little bit tonight. So I plan on coming back later on tonight on Instagram. I've got some stuff, uh, meetings and stuff. It's a busy, busy, busy week. For busy, busy, busy. No, not busy. Excuse me. It's a productive week for me. So I plan on doing that later tonight. So that's my plan. I might change, but I plan on doing that later tonight. Amazing, guys. Love you. Y'all like my glasses? Look, I love these. I don't know what goes on with this TV. It just cuts off. Maybe it's the TV. Can one of my uh, one of my adjectives send me a message to change the TV settings? I think it's the TV settings, not the Apple TV settings. But these are actually sunglasses. But oh, I love this little feature. I love the little flip up thing. Some Dwayne, what's his name? Dwayne Wayne, Dwayne Wayne from uh, Different World. Anyway, love you guys. Have a good night. So of prayer, bless you. Our church that church forward slash give PayPal Zimmo Vail PayPal Venmo Zell Givelify Hello at Harvest Church that church or cash out dollar sign Bishop Foreman number two. Shalom everybody. Have a good night. Thank you. It's a different world. That's what it is. Shalom everybody. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's.